Welcome to the Stacked Supplement Podcast, the premier source for supplement news and reviews. Thank you for tuning in to another Stacked Supplement Podcast interview. And I have with me today someone I've known in the industry for a very, very long time. And you will also likely know his brand. It is uh, the one only Tony from Beasts. Welcome to the show. How's it going? What's going on? So I I've, I think I've known you for, I'm trying to remember when we first hit, maybe back 2013, 14. I don't know the exact year, but it was a while ago. But I know that Beast has been around for beyond that. I think there's, uh, I not think, I know it's much older than Stacked itself. Do, do you, when, when was the year that, that kind of Beast first hit the scene? I've known you since it was called Stack 2D. <laughs> yeah, I like to say that uh, Beast has been around since Jesus was a baby. <laughs> We've been around since 1995. Holy shit, really? Yeah. I yep. thought it was I thought it was early 2000s. I didn't know well, that. Early it was... two, okay, so you're partially you're partially right. Early 2000s was That was just a guess just based on the name and everything. I thought that would have been around. Yeah. Early 2000s was when we um, expanded the brand a bit. But no, Beast has been around since uh, uh, Ultra Lab Nutrition 95. That's the, the parent company in the oh, Beast okay. in 96. Um, and we, uh, you know, uh, really got into mass distribution in the early 2000s. That's why people think that's, that's when we started. But yeah, we've, we've been around for a very, very long time. My word, that's a, that's, that's coming up three decades in, in three years. That's, it's not that <laughs> that's an impressive amount of time, especially considering most brands these days are um, like five years old and the legacy brands is still around. And man, I actually honestly didn't, I would have guessed early 2000s, but that makes sense. What was the, what was the first product that Beast kind of, I'm assuming you came up with more than one. What was the first kind of few that you dropped? We had the old Beast Anabolic Activator, which actually still is around to this day. Is that the liquid uh, dropper thing? Absolutely, <laughs> liquid droppers. And um, we just have such a cult following with that product. It's uh, um, it amazes me. It's it's uh, it's been around forever. And you would think that um, you know it would it would just have its its its, its lifetime cycle for a product, but um, we still have old timers literally who are taking it back when they were teenagers in their twenties, still taking it to this day. <laughs> so I can't oh, wow. can't kill that product. But it, that's still around. Yeah. When did, because uh, the two biggest ones, I guess, of, 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 of Beast would be uh, um, Beast Mode, obviously, and uh, what's the other? Uh, creature, yeah, Creature, the creatine. Mm-hmm. Um, when did, were they there early on? Um, they came about uh, around 2008, 2007, 2008, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, that's when Beast Mode and... Um, and creature came about so and actually i have to give kudos a lot of people don't know this and it's, it's gonna uh blow your mind but the person who named creature was josh shaw oh wow really josh shaw was our bodybuilding.com rep um back in a, and this is how far back I mean, that's when the forums were massive that was before social yeah. media uh you know took over and and everybody would go onto the bodybuilding.com forums and Josh was one of our forum reps when he was uh, uh, going to uh, school at Kent State. 
so me and Josh go way back, but he, um, I can't recall how he came up with that, the name Creature, but yeah, he came up and I said, you know what, Josh, I like that damn name. So we ended up using it and, and uh, lo and behold, Creature's, uh, you know, obviously still around, still going strong. Damn. So, yeah. And so the, um, when, when did they come about? Because obviously you said late 2000s, uh, what products did you kind of have early on? Because I just would have thought those would have been some of the, some of the, some of the key ones or the early ones. Well, you got to remember back when we, you know, how long we've been around. Um, back then, it was the wild, wild west. So, um, Andro products were the flavor of the day. Back oh, okay. Then. Everybody, everybody had Andro products. Uh, even the <laughs> they were sold in, you know, pretty much everywhere uh, sold Andro products back in the early two thousands. And of course, uh, a little bit later on, they they um, you know, they got banned. But um, but uh, yeah, we had a few of those. Uh, but you know, we. Um, basic products such as uh, your tribulus was was big back then now yeah. tribulus kind of fallen by the wayside it's still in um an ingredient used a lot in, in your sexual enhancers um fat burners oh got ephedra another oh another, yeah that's right that's old and old mid 2000s yeah so uh fda banned ephedra herb which was just an incredible incredible fat burner it was it was too bad that one went down um they say it was because uh, the the the, um, the ingredient that the drink could be converted uh, into meth. Who knows what the you know true reason was? I think it was just because uh, it was selling like hotcakes. But uh, yeah, that, that that was an awesome product. I wish uh, that one should still be around, but unfortunately, it's not. But yeah, we did a lot of that. Um, just your your uh, you know, we had a basic creatine back then. Um, but things really changed when we launched products like uh, Beast Mode and and, uh, and Creature and, and of course Super Test about the same time, yeah, the mid mid two thousands. So it's kind of the brand has not really like transitioned, but kind of evolved with the times over the years and what. Except obviously for the for the anabolic formula since this it's early or the nineties, but I guess it's uh, the pre workout and um, uh, Creature creatine. Did they? Did you feel that was sort of more of a uh, not necessarily mainstream move, but sort of a move to a, a broader audience? Because muscle builders aren't necessarily uh, appealing to as big of an audience as I guess like a pre-workout and a and a creatine. Is, is did you, did you feel it was opening the brand up to a broader audience, or was it uh, still much of the same sorts of uh, individuals? No, it definitely it definitely did. Um, if, you're, if you're going to go into mainstream distribution, you have to have those types of products and um, you know, and, and really the, the industry moved in that direction as well. Um, so yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, just to get into the mainstream, you need those types of products for the brand. Because, and the, and the other big change that I'm not entirely certain when it happened, because I, I went at the time that Beast came about, or sorry, Stat came about and I knew Beast, you had that, uh, the individual colors on each product uh, sort of, it, it, and then you shifted to the blue, which I thought was a very, very big move back in. Again, we're going back a while. Yeah, that was uh, that was the Arnold. Um, we launched that look at the Arnold Expo in 2012, and that is when a lot of people think Beast began because yeah, you're right. So we had the uh, the, the multicolored look back in 2009, 10, 11. Was there one before? Was there a look before that multicolored look, or was the yeah, there was. Oh, yeah. No, we've 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 got. Uh, oh, you got okay. You go for a few then. Yeah, the, the brand has had several different looks over the uh, over the years. Um, 
he had the big B with the eyeball in in uh, on there, and and other people, most people probably don't remember that. That's it's going way back. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, um, and then before that, the gorilla was on all the labels. We had we um we've been we used the gorilla for years, and obviously with the anabolic activator, we still use the gorilla. I got to do some googling. I got to look these up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, it's uh, they're, they're somewhere in the uh, web archives. <laughs> yeah, they'll be out there. But uh, yeah, so 2000 and um, it was the 2000, actually the 2013 Arnold Expo is when we launched the uh, the Blue Look, and um, a lot of people raised their eyes like, "What the hell is that?" Because uh, all the um, everything was blue. That was our, our yeah. the entire brand to blue and, and with the big B, which we'd already been using the B for many years, but um, branded that. So um, yeah, I mean. Uh, that, that was a big change for the brand 2013 do you feel like that kind of uh was along the same lines as, as i guess when you entered the pre-workout and and creatine it just really opened up the brand because i mean i thought that that original well not the original but the one prior to that the different colors on the bottles and the different products i thought that was still very appealing that was still very had a real i guess uh open look but then the blue one i guess like you said just it, it just seemed to be incredibly attractive to a lot of people. And because when I, uh, when we first shared it, I remember a lot of people just sort of started taking notice of Beast. Uh, we're obviously a specialized area, but did you feel that it kind of had another big leap for the brand? Very much like when you entered those, those bigger markets? Well, what we did, um, what we did back then, we wanted to create um, a look that would literally pop off the shelf and the, the multicolored look, although, you say you found it uh, attractive, and I, th I think it, it, it definitely served its purpose. Um, when you uh, walk into, a, and we actually used a, a few vitamin shop stores, so we had you know, built a good relationship with a lot of the managers. We brought in mock-ups of different looks uh, for, the new, for the new beast. And um, so we put them on the shelf side by side, some of these mock-ups that, that um, our designer had created. And um, we wanted one that literally when we put it on the shelf, it would just pop. And, and that, that, that blue, uh, at that time, it, it was just different. So that's why we rolled with it. It was one of those things where we had probably four or five different mock-ups, orange, red, green, I mean, a whole, whole slew of different colors, neon, neon colors. And, um, but the blue, there was something about it that we just, hey, you know what, this, yeah, is, this is something that we could build a brand around. So um so that's that's why we chose the blue and then move forward with that with that uh, full body look with the with the blue i admit i admit it it's just when i first saw it as well it just it just popped i think if you were a shade shade darker it would have would have wouldn't have had the effect but it was just seemed to be that and especially because it was a whole bottle the whole cover uh, the entire thing was blue uh it just it just stood out and you've obviously maintained that blue since uh it's it's essentially your color now i guess <laughs> or it's yeah we've become... been using it i mean we're, i mean we're branded with the blue i think in uh recent years we've we're experimenting with different things we changed the, the the color of the protein recently um our new um kong series with the um with the uh the beast mode um you know we have we with gorilla is you know back at the forefront again although we never abandoned it because of the anabolic activator but we brought the gorilla back thought it would be cool uh to kind of retro that so um we're going to be expanding that series but yeah the brand is um you know that we, we do still identify very much with the blue and uh, we're probably going to do another rebrand with a modified 
uh, version of the blue um, probably next year. Rebranding is such a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> really I kind of, uh, it's, I mean, I know when it's, when you're a small brand, you've got three products, you're available direct to consumer. It's probably quite easy, but when you're someone like Beast and you're available all over the world and you've got a lot more than three products, I can't imagine it being a, an easy task just switching over. Uh, for the, hardest the, last... part, the hardest part really is, is, um, is zeroing in the look and, and being confident that, you know, this is it. This is, this is what we're rolling with. Um, that a blue look ended up, ended up being a hit. Um, so that we want to make sure when we do rebrand that it's going to be something that that's going to be as eye popping as what we did, you know, 10 years ago with, with the, um, in the transition from the multicolor to, to the blue. But, um, we are going to maintain that blue and much in the same way that um, BSN has with the red, you know, back yeah. in, way back when they had the, the red bottles and, and uh, or silvery that, type of a red one. They, yeah, they I remember that one. Did a great job of transitioning that look, maintaining that, that red branding, um, you know, with their, with their current um, look. So that's, that's something similar that we plan on doing with, with the blue. Yeah. Cause for the past couple of years, like, I mean, like a lot of brands, the, uh, you guys weren't as active, but then I would, was it the end of last year or start of this year? You kind of just started throwing things out there. And I remember when it first showed up, I think it was the protein powder that first there, like you just said, to change look for the protein powder. Um, and that was, I'm, I think it was end of last year or earlier this year, either way, that was yeah. kind of the, the first big development we had seen from you in a while. Um, and you've just sort of steamrolled on from that as if, I guess during that silence of last year or, or a bit, you kind of had a lot of things in the works, a lot of things planned is because you went from the protein, then you did the amino, and then we got the new pre-workout, which as you said, saw the return of the uh, the uh, the beast or the gorilla on the, on, on the bottle with Beast Mode X. Um, I think there was the sleep formula as well. Has, this is, a, it was a lot of fast paced stuff from you guys. Has this sort of been in the works or was it sort of just, wanted to pick things up this year or because it looked like a lot of things that you've done in the past few months uh especially from a brand your size have been some pretty uh, strategic very complex moves to make were these planned or was it just sort of you know you just wanted to pick things up and and, and uh i guess get, get the name out there more with the releases no it was planned um and i think we wanted to experiment too with the branding a bit um the, the blue we've had for so many years and was one of those things where we um, decided, hey, let's, you know, let's, let's mess around a little bit. Let's see what, um, you know, what we could do with, with, uh, with a, a different look that people haven't seen from Beast before. So we uh, started with the protein um, and then um, the next one was the BCA hydration. Which yeah. came out to sleep. And we've got some other commodity products we're coming out with um, soon. But I wanted to do something different with Beast Mode um something more eye-catching eye so that's why we brought the gorilla back and um we're doing the kong series yes so, that's with the beast mode burn i think it is isn't it you're doing beast mode burn and the x is going to transition over uh, with that look as well and um we've got a, a, a nootropic that we're working on under the under the beast mode so beast mode will be a sub-brand underneath uh beast oh nice that's, that's where that's being positioned so um so you, you can look out for more beast mode uh, products over the over the coming months, and I think that um, we want to keep Beast Mode a little bit separate from um, 
the rest of the brands with, with regards to that look. Um, that type of pre-workout is going to appeal to a, a more of a hardcore demographic. To kind of like how, not that the brands are like similar, I'm just the strategy, how you got Cellucor, they like to refer to their kind of aminos and test boosters as Cellucor stuff. And then you've got the basically C4 as its own animal. It's kind of similar to that where you've got your beast uh, sports nutrition products and then the Kong series will basically be, is it mostly going to be like pre-workouts or is it going to be sort of, I guess, hardcore it'll be, type it'll stuff? Be, it'll be a series of, of different pre-workouts. So the burns, the fat burn, and we're going to um, uh, load up the um, uh, beast mode, the nootropic uh, version. We haven't quite named that one yet. We're working on the formula, um, but that'll be uh, uh, pretty heavy duty, a uh, nootropic. Is it, gonna, the- is it going to be more like, a, I guess, a... a, a a general productivity focused nootropic or is it going to, like you said, it, since it's in the Kong series, it's sort of going to be like a high focus pre-workout or sort of a bit in between. It'll be stim, stim nootropic combo. Oh, okay. So yeah. it can kind of work. Still at the end yeah. of the day, it's still going to be a pre-workout. So we need a little, little bit of stim in there. Yeah. Um, but, but primarily uh, focused on uh, nootropics. Okay. So it can sort of double as both basically general day-to-day nootropic productivity and pre-workout. Nice, because exactly. I, I would say over the years, and I probably don't need to tell you this, but the pre-workout category has, because I remember when everyone started doing two pre-workouts and it seemed, it wasn't too much, it seemed fitting. And we would get brands doing sort of a, uh, not necessarily concentrated, but like a high stim and then a sort of full dose. Then we got stim and stim free. Now we've got brands doing uh kind of like what you said, pre-workouts for different purposes, some for performance, some for uh, pumps, some for um, uh, hybrids that also have weight loss. Is that kind of, I guess, Beast's answer in the the Kong series is just pre-workouts for, I guess, a bigger variety of people? Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Nice. So, um, and I was actually going to bring up about the look because, I did notice with the rebrand of the protein and then the Kong series and a few of the supplements in between, uh, it, it wasn't really, they didn't all look exactly the same. Is that a bit of what you were saying about sort of experimenting, seeing the appeal and seeing how they were received and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, that's why, um, uh, some point next year, we're looking to do that rebrand and, um, probably with the exception of beast mode, a good portion of the brand will probably be returning back to that blue look. I know that this. Yeah, not, should I say that the products that you're looking at now will 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 make make a transition. Oh, okay. So even some of the newer stuff will sort of have that rebrand to guess more be to be everyone will be in sync kind of thing. Exactly. Oh, okay. Um, next question I have, and this was just more of a trend that I've seen. Uh, probably started. I don't know when it started, maybe the last couple of years, but it's really come on this year is the uh, the topic of the premium pre-workout. And you guys put together a pretty solid formula under uh, with the Beast Mode X. Um, but I guess how to describe a premium pre-workout is sort of you get these brands. I think Jim is probably one of the bigger ones to do it more recently when he did the pre-gym and then pre-gym X and one's 40 bucks and one's I think close to 60 uh c4 obviously has their one uh caged has theirs there's many of them out there is that something 
uh, you would like to do? Like, obviously, selling a pre-workout at that high price is a more specialized audience. But is that something you could see uh, for Beast, especially with the Kong series that you're kind of developing and building out? It's something we're looking at. Um, we just have to realize the times that we're in with regards to yeah. uh, <laughs> manufacturing and sourcing. Manufacturing. Yeah. Uh, raw material supply chain we've had a lot of issues especially with uh, creatine and um it's to load up a, a pre-workout it's, it's just a it's, it's a great idea and um there's a there's a demographic for that however we have to take a step back and and, and look at where where the economy is yeah. um inflation is taking a bite um everywhere and people's priorities are changing. Um, we have to remember uh, as supplement companies that our products are gonna be purchased with more disposable income. How much disposable income does the consumer have uh, in 2022 as opposed to 2021 and prior? So will that continue to erode? Um, will somebody wanna buy a $50 workout, a $50 pre-workout? Yeah. <laughs> um, $50 workout is pretty expensive too. But um, that would be fun. But, but people have to, you know, as a manufacturer, we have to ride that fine line. Do we want to create products that um, will maintain affordability given the fact that we don't know, are we going into a, uh, you know, they say we're not in a recession. We are in a recession. Is it going to get worse? Are people going to really start scaling back? And would it make sense to launch a pre-workout or any product for that matter that is going to be premium. I mean, the ingredients uh, will be very appealing, but will somebody pay up for that given the fact mm. that they have to make a mortgage payment or uh, yeah. their rent, their car payment, um, you know, put food on the table? Um, or are they going to prefer uh, a product that's still going to get the job done? Maybe not have those flashy ingredients, maybe it, you know, it won't be as effective, but it'll still get the job done at a much lower price. That's, these are the things that we're, we as a company, I'm sure uh, our competitors are definitely thinking about right now, as far as launching new products, we have to keep this in mind. You don't want to yeah. price yourself out of the market. I've, I've always noticed that, uh, I think it, it's, it's interesting when brand, or what brands do it. Cause like you said, I think that some brands can do it and some brands can't because a $60, $50 pre-workout isn't going to suit some brands if they're, if they're no one, I guess, for more cost-effective things. But I think, like you said, it, it does fit Beast pretty well. You're definitely on that uh, more hardcore, more complex, advanced sports nutrition side. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting trend. And, like, you make some valid points. And so I guess we'll see how it goes over the next few months and see how many more we see uh, pop up and stuff like that. Are there any other sort of trends that you've seen in the industry? Because I like how you brought up the topic of uh, the raw materials and stuff like that. And I think that obviously dictates the direction a lot of the, some, well, not a lot, but many of these brands go, they may not do this product because of this, this, and this, and it forces them into this direction. Is there some trends that you've seen that, uh, I guess, that uh, steer away from the, or alleviate the, uh, the raw materials issues that, I guess bees could go into or for the first time, like whether it be functional stuff or um, more health and wellness items, is, is, are there trends that you might see bees go into? I think, I think in general, um, keeping formulas simple um, 
even single ingredient commodities. Um, yeah. Because, you know, and we've had these issues in the past. And I know um, a lot of companies in the industry have, have had this issue where, um, you know, you use an ingredient and especially if it's a branded ingredient and that branded <laughs> ingredient um, is nowhere to be had. So it kind of puts you in a bind. Um, so I think people are gonna uh, keep their formulas a little more simple, uh, knowing that uh, the supply chain could break down at any time. Now, I think recently it's loosened up a little bit, but um, you know, earlier this year, late 2021, it was, it was, it was pretty uh, challenging, especially with, uh, with creatine monohydrate. That one really, um, you know, the, the cost of that raw material alone went up um, probably eightfold in the past two years, that's, you know, that's an incredible increase. Yeah. You know, very, very similar, uh, very, very few ingredient categories did not uh, go unscathed. Everything, everything's up right now. So, um, so the two concerns are the cost of the raws and the supply chain. You know, if you're willing to pay up, is it even going to be available? So okay. keeping, the, uh, keeping the formulas effective, uh, get simple, and there's nothing wrong with simple as long as you have good ingredients in the formulas. Um, but I think that that uh, that could very well be the trend moving forward until people feel comfortable about where this economy is going and uh, consumer sentiment as well. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, uh, so I guess for Beast, the uh, the Kong series, I guess is the is the focus for the next few months with obviously, like you said, you previewed the, uh, the upcoming beast mode burn, which I don't think we shared too much. We didn't get too much information, but from the preview, it was very obvious that it was a, uh, the hybrid pre-workout of uh, combining pre-workout and uh, weight loss ingredients. Um, and so I guess that, and then you've got the, the new tropic you're working on. Those will be the focus moving forward for the next few months. So, I mean, we've only got four left in the year, but, uh, as we, go into and then you got your rebrand next year yeah yeah kong series uh working on a couple of other things um as well but uh yeah kong, kong series is a pretty big focus right now is there any plans to sort of dip outside the pre-workout well the like you said the hardcore space well because obviously i feel like that more hardcore kong series can can be applied to things like protein post-workout aminos you can sort of bring a hardcore approach to that or will it just will it will it be exclusively sort of the the, the stem pre-workout stuff as far as uh con series yeah 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 i mean we're we're thinking about doing some other things with the gorilla um okay you know we just haven't haven't made that final decision um but uh who knows what the future holds but you know for now at least the uh, beast mode will be focused around um you know the con series theme and um yeah, we've got some, uh, some other things we're looking at for, for uh, 2023. Well, we look forward to, to the surprises. I thought the, the Kong series or the Beast Mode X and then the Kong series on the Beast Mode Burn were some pretty cool surprises. Again, after seeing Beast sort of uh, really get back into it, but just sort of come on strong at the start of the year. And uh, it looks like uh, you're only kind of just getting started. So I look forward to everything that's coming. Yeah, no, uh, big things to come. I, I know, you know, COVID kind of slowed us down a little bit, but um, yeah, we're we're, uh, we're we're trekking to have a, a strong finish to 22, moving into 23. And um, again, just, um, you know, paying attention to, uh, you know, where our consumers at with regards to, um, you know, what we do as a company in, in, the, in the near future. 
Well, I uh, thank you for taking the time coming on and, and really giving me a history lesson on Beast. Uh, that was uh, certainly nice to uh, nice to hear and um, getting a whole background on it. So uh, thank you for that. Oh, man. Like I got stories going back to the 90s. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> another another podcast episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely bring you back on, uh, especially when we see some some more of the Kong series roll out. That looks like it's going to be some uh, some big action for for the brand at the end of the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you.